0: You're listening to a Living Word Family Church podcast. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about Living Word Family Church, make sure to check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. You can also check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Now, on to the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Living Word Family Podcast. Thank you for joining us. And uh, with me today are our esteemed Senior Pastor Scott Millis, Pastor hey. Scott, welcome. How Good are you to be doing here. today? Doing well. How are you, man? Good. And uh, with us, as always, is our tech master uh, Zach of all trades, Zach Bensel. How are <laughs> you doing, buddy? Good. Good. Now you said you were feeling just a little bit under the weather. Yes. So if anybody hears any strange sounds, we're going to go to try to edit that out as best we can. Of course, I'm
1: just door, door opening and closing. Is <laughs> yeah, yeah. If
0: I leave mid podcast. <laughs> Well, you are healed in the yes. name of Jesus. We That's are standing right. with yes. you in that. Amen. So absolutely. Hey, Pastor Scott, were you uh you were at the uh, pregnancy resource banquet. I was this past uh Tuesday it was, right? Yes with Janet Parshall. Yeah. Tell me about that. How was that? Wow.
1: How was it? I, I think I can honestly say it was the best banquet I have been to. I can the... say the same thing. It's the only banquet we've <laughs> been to. But it was fantastic <laughs> Yeah, uh, this was there. I didn't realize it was their tenth banquet. I went. I went uh, back after I heard that and made it and compiled the list of all the speakers that I could remember. And uh, Cal Thomas was uh, the gold standard for years. Cal Thomas yeah. was amazing, and we've had some great speakers over the years. I don't say w- what I'm saying today to in any way diminish uh, any of the speakers we've had, but wow, Janet Parshall hit it out of the park. She is so good at what she does. I never heard her say, "Uh oh, um, gosh, brilliant." Uh, wait a minute! Orator. I barely heard her take a breath. She just yes. came loaded with information and encouragement, and uh, wow, what a, what a gift she is! Yes, this was, I was excited. I was so excited, and I told her this. I was privileged to uh, say the opening prayer, pray right before we eat, and I just had to tell tell everybody before that that uh, you know my wife and I. Uh, we've been blessed. We've been privileged to speak at a number of these banquets, not not the big ones, but some smaller ones across the state for a number of years now, because of our story and our connection with the Pregnancy Resource Center. Right. Uh, for those of you listening who didn't know this, we adopted both of our children through the Pregnancy Resource Centers. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've been involved in a number of the of the Champagne banquets, usually saying the opening or closing prayer, and or and I've gotten to emcee some uh, one of the early ones, <laughs> and. But I, it's always been at the organizer's request. Right. When I heard that Janet Parshall was going to be the speaker, I just went nuts, and I grabbed credit. <laughs> I said, you've got to give me something to do. I'll <laughs> pour her coffee. I'll <laughs> say the opening prayer. I just want to stand on the same podium she stood on. You know, it's just, that's wow. how much the yeah. regard that I hold her in. Yeah. And she did not disappoint. And bonus, she uh, she brought her husband with her, uh, Craig Parshall, who's a brilliant lawyer, and, and, and for those of you who – uh, listen to her program their program's called In the Market In the Market with Janet Parshall and she she's got great guests uh apologists authors preachers thinkers yeah. all sorts of people and and newsmakers and Craig her husband joins her Uh, I think usually on Fridays, and they'll discuss more specific legal issues Mm -hmm. and how they, you know, they're 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 in Washington, and uh, they they really seem to have their thumb on the pulse of some things that are happening. And Craig, in particular, keeps his eye on the legislature or the judiciary, uh, with his eye down the road at how some decisions that are on the horizon may affect the church.
0: Right, Um, and I love and her one of one of the things I love about her show. Uh, when I have the chance to listen is that it 's a pretty good mix of stuff, like one day you'll listen and she may be talking about you know uh family and you know with a little bit of politics mixed in all this other stuff, and the very next day they can be talking about some kind of you know uh you know autism or something right, somebody right. comes on with a story about how you know whatever i mean just That's it's just right. a huge mix of oh, topics yeah. and obviously everything and the other thing that I love is it 's not just topics I mean everything is firmly centered on the Word of God, and That's she right. is just—I mean, she's really just fantastic. She the, really she is. Was, she did a great job at the banquet, and—sorry, I don't mean to— No. Uh, one of the other things that—because this was the first banquet Ashley and I have been to, um, and one of the reasons I really wanted to go—I mean, it's just not easy for us to get out during the week, especially now that we've sure. got kids, and, and just it's just harder— uh, one of the last ones I really wanted to go to and get a chance was Cal Thomas. Um, and yeah. then since then, there have been a couple of them that I'm like, oh, I'd really like to go. But just you know, but when I heard Janet Parshall was coming, and I've, I've listened to her show off and on over the last couple of years, I'm like, you know what, this would be really cool to go. And I am so, so glad we did. But the banquet organizers, Greta and the team that organized it, the hotel, mm-hmm. one of the things I loved, and I think you said they've done this in the past, yeah. but there were two separate rooms. I mean, they were connected with a big walkway But they were essentially two big banquet rooms because it was, I mean, it was a packed house. I
1: think there were over 800 people. Yeah,
0: it was huge, huge, huge. Um, And so when I found out we were at a table in the other room watching it on a screen, I was a little bit bummed. I'm like, well, man, that's not ideal, but whatever, you know, we'll deal with it. We, you know, had good conversation with the people at our table while we were eating, and just it was good. Um, But what they did was they had a separate little stage and podium set up in our room. And so during the portion of the banquet where they had a couple of uh, young ladies give their testimonies regarding the Pregnancy Resource Center, you know, one gave it in the other room, and as soon as she was done, they transitioned over, and another gal gave it in our room, which was fantastic, and they did that with Janet as well. So Janet was in the middle of giving some statistics on something. She literally walked off her podium, came into our room, and finished up in our room. Uh. And I'm like... This is awesome. And spoke cool. the
1: entire time she was walking. The entire time she was walking. you had your eyes closed, you would have never known there was a transition. Right. Thing. It oh was gosh.
0: fantastic, wow. which I need to check with Greta to see if there's any type of... If they recorded that. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm sure they recorded the audio, but I'd love to have the video as well.
1: I love how she described herself. A War correspondent in Babylon. Babylon, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> now... Um, so her and her husband are very involved in in kind of the kind of the drumbeat in Washington they yeah. kind of keep their hands on the pulse of they what's do. going on they, they
1: just stay very very aware very on top of it and as a result of course you know she's just one of the most remarkably informed people she's not you know they're a good host a good host always has to be a little bit informed about the people they're talking to right uh, and she did come now how much of this information she had at her fingertips and how much she prepared specifically for this talk i imagine she were not the first uh, pregnancy resource I- event that she has supported in the past or, or appeared at. But uh, what I found very encouraging, and just I really didn't know, is that there are uh, significantly now, there are significantly more pregnancy, what what, what are known as pregnancy help centers or <coughs> crisis pregnancy centers in the United States, than there are abortion clinics. Yeah. Or wow. maybe even abortion providers. there right. uh, th- That was a, a good, a- good. Yeah. thing to know. And, that was and exciting. That, yeah. She, and she just she said it more than once. We are winning this battle. Yeah. Right. The whole the tide is beginning. You've got a long way to go. There's still hundreds of thousands of babies yeah. being aborted. And
0: uh, that was so encouraging on her talk as well. It wasn't like, oh, woe is me. What's the church right. doing about oh. this? It was like, no, we are winning. This yeah. is how the this hearts of the people is being this. turned. Yep. And uh, there's a few statistics she shared. That was one of them that was super encouraging, that abortion clinics are being... Are less, fewer yeah. and fewer, and pregnancy resource centers or you know, pregnancy yeah. help centers are more and more, and it's just fantastic. One of the other things is uh, one of the stats, and I don't remember the stat off the top of my head, but um, the view of young people, high schoolers, college age yeah. students towards um, abstinence yes. and towards abortion yes. is turning in our in, in turning in the tide too, and it, yes, like, it and, in big numbers. I mean, that, right. that was super encouraging as well mm. because you watch the media, the news, and everything, you're thinking. You know, every college student is just a, you know, right. hormone crazed freak, and it's right. just here's how you know that's what we see on the news all the time. We see this whole culture on campuses, and everybody's and, having sex, and yes. get and, and half of them get pregnant, and they just abort they all their just babies. abort, right, 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 right exactly. Right. And that's just not the you know not the case, and it may uh-huh. be on some campuses or right. whatever, but just overall, that was very encouraging to hear some of those statistics that she was, was giving. So uh, it was really really cool. Very excited to be able to attend that banquet, and. Yeah. Uh, Kind of has me looking forward to seeing who they uh, who they bring on next year. So. Yeah, it's gonna be
1: hard to top. That's for sure. You
0: that. know who they should bring, Craig Parshall. Craig Parshall. Hey, there you go.
1: <laughs> we get Ravi Zacharias. Oh wow. my gosh, that'd be something.
0: That would be that would be awesome. We'd yeah. have to hold that like at the Assembly Hall. Yeah, we would. We would. There's no, no
1: we, way that you, yeah.
0: That would be so so cool. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. Anyway, I have not I've not heard the official results. Uh, because that's what this is all about. And I love, again, that Janet Parshall, she didn't just get up and give a good talk. One thing that she and Cal Thomas both did a great job of was remind people, hey, this is a fundraiser. This is why Mm. we're here. This is why when you get your checkbook out, you need to be generous. Uh, But... It looks like all indications are this was a record breaking. Break. Oh, that's but, fantastic! Yeah. That is. Yeah. Great. I'm not going to use throw out any numbers right now right. because I don't have those for sure. But I was talking to somebody the other day who said, "Oh yeah, it was it was almost mind boggling." So praise the Lord! Awesome. That was. Uh, I always I worked. always
0: wonder when you bring in a big speaker like this. Obviously, you compensate the speaker. Absolutely. You know,
1: there's a there's
0: and I I don't know how they do it on a level like this, especially with somebody you know nationally known like Janet Parshall right. is. Um, but obviously, they take care of. Getting you know the flight and hotel and just whatever you know there 's sure. all these incidentals that you take care of as an organization when you bring somebody in like this to speak, you know we did it and now granted a much much smaller scale what well, when we brought in our speaker for the gathering this year for our for right. our youth ministry, um, you know we dealt with that, which is something fairly new to me i'd never really had to deal with much of that before, but so on a scale like this, obviously you know the the speaker gets compensated, their travel and expenses get compensated, and everything but right. I often wonder when you bring in somebody like for something like this I mean this we're not just a this isn't just a talk she's giving to uh lecture students or this isn't you know what I'm saying? Like this is for an organization that her and her husband right. are very much in support of and behind. Right. I often wonder when they come to speak to this, do they lower their fees? Do they in turn give into the ministry? Like you know, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, not a good that they question. would be required to, but no, I no, always no. kinda wonder so if I were going somewhere to speak, you know, if somebody wanted me to speak right. at a pregnancy resource center and when I'm eating and it comes around time to right whatever for that organizer to say here's what we're here for though I'd probably give you know what sure, I'm saying even sure. if I, even if I were being compensated for being there to speak absolutely you know? I, I do
1: that I've I done guest ministry gigs at other churches and yeah. I always put something in the offering, right, right. even though I know they're going to give me an offering that's bigger than what I put in there it's the principle of the thing I don't know I would assume the same thing. Cal Thomas I do remember did he held up his check and said, this is what I'm giving Wow uh, I didn't think people he may have told people how much it was and I have no idea. Uh, what level of compensation we're talking about? But if oh, you, I look, don't either, you look, yeah. at, you can go to these websites where, you know, we, you've got uh, agencies that manage public speakers, motivational speakers, right. Right. Christian speakers, and check what their fees are. Right. And 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 you could probably guess, do a good ballpark guess about what we paid for somebody of um, Cal Thomas's stature, Janet Parshall, Rick Santorum, some of these others we've had in the past. And uh, at first glance, you think, wow, they come in, they speak for an hour, they walk away with, you know. 20 right. Thousand dollars Who knows? I, I don't know. I'm throwing those right. numbers out yeah, randomly. Oh, my goodness. But it's not, you You and I know it's not just a matter of an hour's work. They've got to travel. They've, they've got some very important, they're very, very busy. It's a huge chunk out of their day. Mm-hmm. And you are not just paying for their time, you are paying for their talent, you are paying for their draw. And if, say, and I'm just throwing random numbers out here, I don't have any, I'm just using this right. for illustration purposes. Okay, you could get a speaker for $1,000. Okay, that's a bargain. But what's that speaker going to bring in? Right. You pay 25000 for example, if you did for a Janet Partial, and she brings in $200,000. Right. That's a bargain. Right. That's the way it works. And, and, and that's just the, the the economics of Oh, sure, it. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I would not expect somebody, I, I think, it, and there's some who would, and I'm saying this as a matter of correction. And I know this is not what you're asking. You, you're just wondering. I don't think this is what you're suggesting at all. But I know there are some who say, well, if it's important to somebody like Janet Parshall or Cal Thomas, they should do it for free. It's just, oh, desperate. no, right. No, no, no that's no. not. A labor is worthy of his hire, yeah, absolutely. absolutely.
0: And that's not reasonable to expect that anyway. Oh, no. Because then she'd be going everywhere speaking for free, well, everywhere, sure. and that wouldn't work. Sure. So, um, but, yeah, no, so anyway, it was a really good banquet. I was really glad we were able to go and uh, and be able to experience that and saw yeah. a lot of people we knew. I think yeah. uh, a lot of people from our church oh. I saw there. Now, granted, such a huge place, you know, we were far from, you know, but I would think if I had to guess, I'd probably say there are at least four or five tables worth of. Oh, just yeah, from we're, our church, we're always if not very well more. represented yeah. at that so. banquet. Yeah,
1: but it's always good to see people from other churches yeah and see people another,
0: uh, yeah and people that maybe used to attend church but moved right, away or whatever and right. that are in town or however you know whatever you see people that you haven't seen in a while and it's yeah. just kind of fun because you're it all is. there for one purpose and one reason and that's to support yeah. the pregnancy resource center yeah, good so,
1: expression of unity for very sure. very
0: good absolutely and uh on that note uh, if you're interested uh, about the Pregnancy Resource Center, the PRC, and what they do, you can go to hopeforafuture.com dot com and uh, find out the different locations and the different things that they do. They've also got a ministry called Mercy's Refuge, which is uh, just very, very inspiring. And just they're just doing they're just doing God's work, and they're on the as Janet mentioned, they're on the front lines. That's right. Uh, of doing God's work and and uh, just ministering to these young ladies that find themselves in a Kind of in a quandary in life and, and a crossroads to make a decision. So, that's right. uh, anyway, so that was really cool. So, it was a very good banquet and very well done. And a uh, big shout out to, to Greta and the whole team um, that put all, all tons of work to go into that. So, very cool. Very well done. So, that's right. Now, Pastor Scott, you had. Um, uh this past Wednesday, well you sent out a prayer mail this morning or yeah. this morning, no it was yesterday about. Nope, was today. Was it today? Okay. So you sent a prayer mail out this morning regarding your uh Wednesday night series or Correct. your Wednesday night message. Right. Uh, and it's called Sanctified. Can you tell us a little bit about what that was about? <clears throat> yeah. It sounded like you got some good feedback on
1: I it. I did, I did, and that's why I kinda wanted to talk about it. I'm glad you asked because uh uh I haven't had feedback on any particular message um for you know very few times have uh this yeah hat you know, clean that up and post <laughs> I forgot right? to edit that out yeah <laughs> no i've gotten an unusual amount of feedback from that message and all the positive it was something i frankly wasn't sure where i was going wednesday nights were dedicated to the book of james for a number of weeks a number of months actually and then of course afterward uh greta blessed us by uh facilitating a study on the video series that's right share jesus without fear which was, which is awesome even if the uh uh, the the clothes are dated you know, can tell this was made a while back the principles are so solid and it's so encouraging and it's it's a great i I would encourage anybody to check that out who has not seen that uh, video series or it's probably available on audio as well but uh then I just wasn't sure where we were going to go. Did kind of a one-off message last week. I remember what I spoke about. Uh, but then this week I was uh, going through some stuff about vision and uh, kind of focusing on something. And uh, God just really, you know, I don't I, I, I be, be careful about how I say this. I don't want to always. I want to be one of these guys, well, God told me this, God told me that. I know that God speaks to us, and he speaks to us in different ways. I didn't have an open vision. I didn't hear an audible voice, but I do feel God just dropped something into my heart within the last uh, couple of weeks about what the vision of this church is, and I'm not sharing it yet, so it's, oh, it's not going to be shared on this see. podcast either. Our, our massive audience is waiting with bated breath. Uh, that's right. Well, and I'm not doing that just to build anticipation. I just There's a a point in waiting. I'm going to lay some groundwork over the next few weeks. But some of that groundwork, as I mentioned in my message Wednesday night, is going to have to be done on Wednesday night. We're committed to getting through the Bible on Sunday mornings. There's another message that I kind of need to preach this Sunday. And uh, so some of the stuff we talk about is going to have to be on Wednesday. I hope people can make it to hear what I'm talking about. But if they can't, I want to strongly encourage them to get the uh, messages on audio recording anyway what i spoke about wednesday night was actually uh springboarding off of something that janet partial said at the banquet almost in passing <laughs> where she quoted jesus as saying father i don't pray that you take them out of the world uh and then you skip down a verse where he says sanctify them by your truth your word is truth so i have to look into this word sanctified and of course when we think about it um we think holy, we think pure, um, but there are a couple of other words we throw around when we, when, when we think of sanctification. Well, and holiness is one of them, sanctification, holiness, and consecration. And in all of those words, what is implied is a separation, a called out, an otherness. And what my message was about Wednesday night was how are we to be separated because you you know and I know there are some people who want to physically separate themselves from the world around them. Right? Uh, you know, uh, it would be a modern day expression of of, of uh, you know or or a non Catholic expression of a monastery or a, or a convent. And I'm not saying those organizations don't and haven't served their purposes. They have. But my whole point is God hasn't called us to be quarantined from humanity. And I know people personally who have. Sold their homes and packed up and moved out into the woods with other Christians and living in what I would only I could only term a compound. You know, they want to live off the land, live off the grid, so that the government can't bother them, so that they're safe during the tribulation. And okay, they're prepared, they're going to be safe, they're 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 looking toward the future. But what impact are they having on the world? Right, right. And that's the whole point. So I, I I'm utterly convinced that Jesus did not mean. That kind of separation. You've heard it said a number of times. I'm sure you have. I know I have. That you know, if the whole point of us getting saved is to go to heaven, God would just rapture us as soon as we get saved. We're here for a reason, and that's why Jesus said, I don't pray that you take them out of the world. He wants us here for a reason. And yet he says, separate them. Set them apart. With what? What is it that separates us from the world? Well, it's the word of God. Sanctify them by thy truth. Thy word. Is truth, And that is a separation that, unfortunately, many, many believers and churches are rejecting. And they're rejecting it by simply lowering their view of the Bible, by saying, well, the Bible is inspiring, but not inspired. Or right. if they say it's inspired, they don't mean it the way you and I mean it. They don't mean it's God-breathed. They reject that. I heard, uh, it's interesting, after the sermon... Wednesday night, a guy who's been here for uh, a long time, uh, an older gentleman, came up and shared with me that the church he attended before this one, they were doing a study, and the minister got up and said, you got to look at the Bible like this. The Bible is a family album, and everybody gets to put something in there, even crazy Uncle Louie. And so when you read in the Bible, for instance, that God told the Israelites to go in and destroy the inhabitants of a city, every man, woman, child, and animal, that's not God. That's just crazy Uncle Louis.
0: Oh, my goodness. Yeah,
1: yeah. He, he said his jaw was just in his lap, and so he went to uh, the leadership afterward and said, I have a really hard time with this view of the Bible uh, and they just said well you just need to come back and keep listening and meditate on this and and he said the next sunday they were at living word Oh my <laughs> have' left but that's it and, and wow. not not everybody is that extreme uh, but i have read recently now a work the work of a scholar who said almost exactly the same thing this is um, somebody an ancient hebrew trying to justify what they did by dragging god's name into it well, you cast that kind of doubt on Scripture. Now, I know there are difficult passages, and there are things right. we need to puzzle out. Not everything is immediately clear, but you can't do that. Right. You know you can't do that. Well, since this is so hard, we'll just, we'll just attribute this to the crazy uncle in the family, and we'll never accuse God of that. No, God said these things. We might not have a real grasp on how that applies to us. It might shock us. It might disturb us, but it can be reconciled. There's a reconciliation in the Word itself, but we have to start with that premise, that God's Word is God's Word. Now, not every translation—translations are not inspired. I I, I heard uh, Pastor Erwin Lutzer just say that this morning on the radio, but the Word of God is inspired. So even though there might be some human meddling in that, the essential message of the Scriptures is from God, and that is our foundation. It does say some hard things. And it doesn't just say some hard things about what the ancient Hebrews did to ancient societies. It says some hard things to us about our sin, the things that we are to embrace, the things that we are to reject. And that's where the rubber meets the road for the church and its mission and its vision today because we are, without question, called to love our neighbors. And that means our doors need to be open to anybody who wants to come to church here. But that doesn't mean... That we never correct, we never teach. There is an element of judgment in maturing. Right. Okay. The tricky part, and this is where church gets messy. Church now wait will, a minute. Now sorry, wait a minute. Did you, you just on. say
0: the word judgment? Oh, can that we edit is that out a dirty, in post? Dirty yes. Dirty word. I know it we, is. We are not to judge.
1: That's the one scripture every unbeliever judge knows. not
0: lest ye be judged. And oh. I'm not sure if you've ever heard that or not, but
1: I can't believe <laughs> I have. But here's here's the version I hear more than more more than that is simply this: Don't judge. Right. Jesus said, "Don't, Don't judge." That's right, it. Exactly. That's the one thing they know they said. <laughs> uh, talk about taking something out of context. And, and of course, you know, we're, we're called to be something more than critics. And we're, we're not called to be the arbiter, the final right. arbiter of what's right and wrong. But you can't teach unless you yes. assume a level of ignorance. You can't teach unless you assume, you can't correct unless you're assuming that there's something that's incorrect. Right. We make judgments every single uh, every day. Every single day. Everybody every thinking listening person to this podcast
0: does. has yeah. already made a thousand different judgments. Sure we have. You're judging what you'll wear today based on that's right. various various, uh, variables, reactions, you know, polls, reactions, sure. exactly Comfort, right. Anything. Yep. I mean, you make judgments all the time, that's but right. when it comes to judging somebody else's lifestyle or right. somebody else's
1: choices, choices or, or
0: anything, then by right. golly, you've just broken a cardinal rule there. So that's right.
1: Except the Bible is all about that. You yeah, know, yeah. Most of the new Testament addresses those kinds of choices yes. yeah. and we have to treat it as the standard that we're measuring these things against. Um, it's a tough thing to hear, and I I get a little frustrated when people say, oh, it's, it doesn't even make any sense anymore to say, love the sinner, hate the sin. Uh, and I know that's not Scripture, per se. You can't point to chapter and verse that says that, but that principle is absolutely in there. I abs- Of course I'm called to love the sinner and hate the sin. I hate the sin because I love the sinner. Right. And this was part of the message, too, right. on Wednesday night. Um, so, uh, anyway, it it's... It, it opened up the as i was moving through this message uh, in preparation i realized this is pointing toward the vision that god dropped in my in my heart a couple of, of weeks ago and how this all is geared toward refining that you know there's there it's about what are we to be about as a church what are we supposed to be like what are we supposed to live like what are we supposed to be doing what's our mission and of course there's a there's a difference between a vision statement and a mission statement but the vision is where we're going to start But even before we start there, again, some groundwork's got to be laid. And I wanted to go back uh, because we were talking about where there's going to be correction. We are, as you pointed out, we make judgments every day. And if we're going to teach, if we're going to help, if we're going to see people grow, there's going to be some painful moments, even if we do everything right. Right. But we're not going to do everything right. Yeah, we're human. Yes, and church is messy because we are all at different levels. And so there's going to it's it's when people get hurt, when people get offended, we've got to look back and realize that for every time we get our feelings hurt, probably without realizing it, there were five times we hurt other people's feelings. Right. Hmm. And this and, and and people being clumsy and people being uh, inelegant in the things they're doing. Those aren't good doctrinal reasons for people to to accuse a church of something you know i get so sick and tired of uh, of that bandwagon with people saying well you know this is uh, this is what's wrong with the church the, i love jesus i just don't want anything to do with the church because the church said something mean to my sister the church said something mean to me oh please you know you are not going to get away with that even if you never go back to church somebody's still going to say something abusive or offensive to you right um
0: And by that logic, you wouldn't go anywhere or do anything. Because I'm assuming that person had somebody be nasty to them at the grocery store one time. That's right. A checkout person being a little bit rude or whatever. That's right. And I get it. The church is supposed to be a safe place, a place of healing.
1: But but we have to recognize there will be be people coming through our doors that need fixed. They need new life. But we've also got to be willing to recognize that there's a big difference between somebody coming out of a lifestyle that has never had jesus in it and so they're they're being exposed to a brand new worldview right. there's got to be patience and yes, grace for absolutely. that person mm-hmm. but there's other people who know better yeah and they might be jumping from church to church house to house relationship to relationship just looking for somebody to leave them alone grant them the approval uh, cut them some slack that ultimately is going to hurt them. Right. Uh, and it's all a matter of getting to know people, walking through this this thing with them. But we can never—the uh, uh, way I phrased it last night, I think, is we do want to be a church that welcomes everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think there's ever any excuse for saying you're not qualified to come to this church. Right. But we are not going to ignore— right. Aspects of their lives, their decisions, their lifestyles, and I promise—I know there's always one thing that gets on, that's on people's minds when you use the word lifestyle, and I do not have only that in mind. Okay, it's everything. Yeah, we've got to be men enough and women enough to be willing to be corrected, and we've yeah. got to be men enough and women enough to be willing to correct, which yeah. is sometimes just as hard because we know it's going to turn people off, it's going to make them not like right. us or whatever, but it's all part of doing life together.
0: And just speaking of the church in general. For one thing, the church doesn't tell you anything. A person tells you something or a person makes you feel a certain way. You That's know, right. and people the vast community of believers that make up the church. Okay. That's so right. a the church didn't put right. you off. Somebody put you off. And I'm just gonna say a couple of things about that. Number one, I think we just need to get a thicker skin, you know. And be. I I've gotten my you know, I've gotten my uh I don't know how you want to say it. You know, the hairs on the back of my neck stood on end when somebody said something, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So many up. temptation yeah. to get offended, you know. Absolutely. Or to get upset or to get defensive or whatever. And that's just a natural. It it's is. A, it's a natural fight or flight I, thing, you know. It's just natural. Sure. But we just need a thicker skin. We just live in this snowflake society where if anybody says anything even remotely offensive to you, then you just have every right to just... Let them have it or just do whatever, you know, yeah. leave the church, or what, I mean, whatever. And that's just not, you know, no. that's not going to—I'm sorry, that's not going to win you any points in heaven. No, it's You know what not. I'm saying? No, it's, it's not, not, not. going to—well, they said this to me, um, and? Yeah, right. I mean, pe- people were burned at the stake, and somebody said something a little bit— you know, off color to you or whatever. Now here's but now here's the flip side of that. Okay, right. we need a thicker skin. We need to be able to handle this kind of stuff like mature adults. Um, but on the flip side of that, there is a there is a lot to be said about the church coming together, a body of believers, our local church coming together and creating an atmosphere of welcome. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. There is that is to me anyway. I try to be friendly to everybody. I try to greet everybody with a smiling face. I try to get to know them a little bit, regardless of their life, or who they who they were before they walked in that door. They're here in the church, right. and we need to introduce them to Jesus. That's right. You know, in word and in deed. Uh, and Jesus loved on everybody, along with correction. You know what I'm saying? That's I mean, right. there's right. The, yeah. the two go hand in hand. Hey, I'm going to get to know you. I'm going to step into your life. I want you to get to know me a little bit. Yeah. and then when we've made that connection then we've got some we've got That's some nice. open doors to address some life issues to address some things but i think it is so important because it's so easy to and i've had this happen i've i've had this happen um i had a, a young lady visit gosh this was years ago this was back when you were still youth pastor um pastor scott um had a young lady visit with uh, one of our students uh, she brought a friend she was uh, on her way, on uh, in the process of kind of looking for another church because her church took a stance on something that she didn't agree with or what have you. And um, my goodness, rather than, and this is something that still weighs on my heart today, rather than kind of listening and just being a listening ear and that's it, because I didn't know this girl. Right. I mean, I probably went on a 10-minute opinionated rant, you know, for right. lack of a better word. I tried to you know, make my opinions known in love, but at the same time, you know what, that probably wasn't the right timing for right, that. Right. But as far as, you know, we do, we need to be, that. that now, welcoming isn't the same as accepting. Right. Welcoming Bingo. and accepting do not go hand in hand, okay? We can welcome somebody in, show them the love of Jesus Christ, get to know them, but not accept the, you know... Not, not accept what they're living in or how they're making the, the life choices that they're making or anything like that. Um, those things don't, don't have to go hand in hand. That,
1: that's right. But let, let's make this very, very clear. One of the reasons it seems so offensive and the reason this thing doesn't work as well as it should is it's very easy to identify aspects of your life that don't, don't um, gel with what the scripture calls us to be. Yeah. In other words, you drag a particular sin in here, and I can say, well, I love you, but that thing sooner or later, that's got to go. It's not as easy for me to recognize those things in my life. Right. right. And I need to be as unwilling to accept those things in my life as I am unwilling to accept them in your life. Right. And that's, where, that's when it really gets to be about honesty. And frankly, that's where we need each other, simply because... There's some flaws of mine that you can see more clearly than I can, but it always hurts, man. When you're talking about getting defensive, I feel sorry for everybody who criticizes me uh, because, well, because they're just not here from God. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) I I feel sorry because I invite that criticism and I need that criticism, but I do not respond well to it in the moment. My instinctive reaction is always get that guard up, get defensive, make excuses, but let those words settle in me for a few days, and let God cause those things to percolate, percolate, and mix His light with that with that person's boldness and willingness mm-hmm. to confront me on some things. I'll respond if they're right, and they they aren't always okay. And I'm looking at you. No, I'm kidding. I'm not looking at you. So that's why you
0: always send Scott an email
1: if you think he's doing things exactly right. Wrong. <laughs> and if I don't respond, you can just pretend I didn't see it. Oh, man. All right. What else? What else? I'm not going to, if I talk about that anymore, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag and tell you what the vision is. Oh, yeah. I don't want to do that. We wouldn't want
0: to do that. But I'm very excited to hear, I'm excited for the groundwork to be laid for that vision. Yeah. But I'm also excited about catching that vision because, and you and I had had a conversation the other day when you had mentioned that God was putting this on your heart, um, uh, that you wanted to lay that groundwork and you wanted to to be able to do this and and put this before the people put this before our congregation our church family and I, I mean I'm super excited about it but I like what you said um it's not that we've never had a vision as a church it's not that's not necessarily it no. but it's but I think we're we need one that we can tattoo on the wall, so to speak, you know, right. one that we can put before everybody and we can all be on the same page. It's like, you know what, as a church family, right. here's our, here's That's our right. vision. This is where God is leading us, taking us. This is everything we do will be uh, right. anchored on this vision. And, uh, and I'm super excited about that. I, I, I'm just, I'm stoked about it. One of the reasons is I guess I've seen what happens, you know, and we might've seen a little bit of a tapering off, but still specifically the first half of the year when those daily prayer mails were going out right uh you know you see people getting excited you know oh, yeah. most everybody was reading them and so you know hey i am praying alongside my church family That's right. because we're all reading the same daily prayer mail and that was just awesome and granted you know it's hard to keep something going like that going every single day with Super consistency, but it's just awesome when you see what can happen when everybody's on that same sheet of music. That's right, and that's super exciting. And a vision going to be able to do that that as that's well. Right. And I'm excited about what's what's in store for that. So I'm going to have
1: to re rework some things because uh, yeah, they've been they've been pretty spotty the last few weeks. And I'll tell you what, the big upheaval. Uh, in my life that has caused some of that spottiness is, is Riley being in, in public school now. Oh, yeah, um, that's it right. It has really just uh, changed my schedule a lot. It's not an enormous burden. It's just that I'm doing different things at different times of the right. day when I normally would be composing right. those. So I have to start getting back in the habit of writing them the the, the day before or a few days ahead at a time when I've got the when I've got the time to do that. I yeah. like writing them I, I like first thing in the morning, but yeah. it's – not always practical now.
0: Yeah, and I like getting them and reading them, and I mean, I yeah. obviously send them out, so I see right. them before I'm the right. second that's person right. to Dude. see your prayer mails. Is pretty exciting. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, yeah. So, and you know what? I can say with pretty safe assumption that nobody's judging you for that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I hope that's true because Jesus said, "Don't judge." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
1: Hey, I've got some work to do today. Are there some other things we need to talk about before we get out of here? Well,
0: calm down. I'll close it out. Chill out. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thank you guys for being uh, with us for this episode of the uh, Living Word Family Podcast. Thank you for listening and hanging out with us. And we will see you next time. Take it easy. See ya.